0: Every time you are doing something for your body, you do one of two things. You are either adding value and nourishing it or you are adding inflammation and contributing to challenges. In a world full of distractions, stimulation and chaos, what you choose for yourself to stay focused, calm and grounded is absolutely crucial. Your body needs to know immediately that you bring support, love and nurturing. If you make it easy for the body to understand why it should in turn work with you and support your life instead of with the thousands of chaotic input it receives from outside, then it is far more likely to stay vibrant, balanced and full of energy. You can get from disease to health more quickly. Through our episodes, you get to understand what you can do to feel your very best and how you can do more of what is naturally suited to your body from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed and how you sleep. When you understand how to choose the right protocols to do this and how you can bring these practices into your day, it relieves you of the anxiety of which protocols to choose and how to implement them sequentially. You might be hearing about Marma tapping for the very first time, so take a good listen from start to finish. My guest on episode number 119, KL Balizer, has maintained a successful practice as a natural therapeutic specialist and Ayurvedic practitioner serving hundreds of clients over the past 20 years. She is the founder of Life in Balance Ayurvedic Rejuvenation Center on Bashan. Her work focuses on the integral connection between the body, mind and emotions. In the last 10 years, she has integrated EFT into her practice. Finding it most effectively facilitates physical and emotional healing by getting at the deep emotional roots of the disease. She is committed to bringing her clients to the place of experiencing love and acceptance for themselves and living joyfully awake and fulfilled in the difference they make in their families and within the world. K.L. lives on Vashon Island with her husband and her two children. Take a listen to episode on Marma Tapping. Hey everyone, I am Deepa, Light Functional Medicine practitioner, author and And you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Kael, it's a pleasure to have you and I always enjoy the conversations anything to do with Ayurveda all the more to do with women speaking Ayurveda which has a very sensitive touch to it and today we are discussing an interesting subject which I don't think many people would have heard about which is Marmani and sleep and we, of course you will take us through what Marma is and all of that and also how do emotions play a role in the context of Ayurveda and how does that express in each dosha and we've done several ayurvedic episodes from different perspectives they've all been very very popular but we've never spoken about this subject and um, of course as i mentioned to you before we started to do the conversation you've got this vata pitta energy which usually plays out in poor sleep in many people so <laughs> How
1: is your own sleep having this kind of uh, constitution? Oh, uh, Deepa, it's good to be here. Thank you. And and yeah, it's so perceptive of you to notice my, my constitutional tendencies because yeah, with vata, with the air and ether qualities and that pitta kind of drive, which I definitely have like that moving movement and... Um, So I definitely experienced my sleep challenges um, throughout time. So that's what's made it so kind of um, dear to me and so important in terms of my work with other women, because I see it a lot, you know, with women who are mothers and doing a lot and giving a lot to others and their children and oftentimes neglect themselves. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I can remember the first night that I didn't sleep. And I was pregnant with my second child and I was really frustrated with my husband because he was working these really long hours and I wanted him, I wanted to know that he was going to take nights off when our baby came. And I remember that night, I was so upset. We were yelling at each other. He slept on the couch. I went to bed and I just laid there with just fuming all night and I could not sleep you know, I was still awake when the sun came up in the morning. And then it was from that point that I started, you know, my sleep became more precarious. So as we're talking about the emotional aspect of sleep, there was definitely a moment in time where my nervous system got dysregulated from all of that emotion that I then started suppressing to survive parent being a mother with two kids with my husband working 90 hours a week and with my own tendencies to go, go, go and do, you know, despite what was going on. And uh, yeah. So really in that process, I got very disconnected from myself, disconnected from my own emotions. And when I finally started learning about marma tapping. Or it's also called EFT. I want to honor the origins, but because I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner, I match it with the Marma points, which are similar to the Chinese acupressure points. And, um, but when I learned about that, I couldn't even really acknowledge the emotions I was having. I kept justifying them, or, you know, just couldn't really, and definitely was far out of distance from loving and accepting myself at that point in time, but it really was the Ayurveda, the wisdom of Ayurveda and using um, the tapping and the marma points that started to slowly bring me back to myself and back to my sleep and my health. And so that's what I share with women, predominantly work with women. I work with some men, but mostly women is is where I feel passionate to support.
0: It takes one vata pitta to recognize another one. <laughs> the go, go, go and the restless. And when you describe the fuming at night and unable to sleep, I mean, I've been there so many times, that whole fiery oh. energy in the night. And uh, yeah. Okay, so what do you feel are the biggest reasons for sleep issues today? And um, do some doshas have more predisposition towards sleep issues because of the certain ways these emotions play out in the three doshas? Uh, that would be great for us to get started, especially since you described that fiery, angry state where you were just lying awake. And that's so typical for uh, the Pitta. And if we could just mm-hmm. go a little bit into each of these doshas in terms of how does emotion play out? And by that disruption, when we go off balance, how does the, do the emotions play out in a way where we're ruining our
1: sleep? Yeah, yeah. So I I definitely see in myself and working with so many women around sleep that, you know, stress, anxiety, um, unprocessed, undigested emotions are really at the root. And they might, you know, the presenting might manifest as hormonal issues, or, uh, you know, other things that might show up, you know, blood sugar issues, all of these things. But a lot of times, the underlying where the trigger was around the emotional aspect or just even the day-to-day, right? The, the things that we, we push through in our day or ignore. And then the first time we actually stop the end of the day is when we lay down to sleep. And so when we get quiet enough, what's right there is all the unprocessed maybe emotions from our day, the things that we, or what our boss said, or what our husband said. And, you know, we're, were there going over it in our mind, our nervous system never had a chance to really digest the emotions coming up. And when I, when I say digest in terms of Ayurveda, like we think of the Sanskrit word for toxins in the body, like undigested food in our, in our digestive system is called ama. And so emotions that we haven't been able to fully process become mental, emotional ama in our body and it starts to disrupt our whole functioning and flow of energy and information in our channels and in our system of our body. So and
0: hold on, kl before we
1: actually yeah. go
0: into these doshas, you mentioned that, you know, we've got these undigested emotions and therefore, you know, it could show up as hormonal issues or blood sugar dysregulation. So is it always that psycho physiology follows psychology or is
1: it also the other way around? Yeah, what a what a great question. I, I think I think it can be both directions you know, but, and if there's the physiological effect first, I mean, you got to wonder if there's not an emotional component to that as well, because now, now it's, it's common knowledge. I mean, Ayurveda is known for, you know, 5,000 years that we're affected by our emotions. We can't separate the body from the mind. So it's really, it's really doesn't even make sense to talk about them as separate entities because they, they go together, you know, the, the, The emotions are the flow of energy through the physical body. And the mind is crystallized body, you could say. So they're really intertwined. It's hard to separate them. But, you know, if you've been dealing with any issue for a certain amount of time, the emotional aspect definitely comes into play. as you you know from laying there not sleeping right yes yes yes
0: how does this actually show up when we say dysregulated emotions if we are out of balance how does this show up in vata bodies pitta bodies Mm. kapha bodies Uh, and uh, how is where does do is it that only some constitutions get their sleep impacted when they're off balance in these emotions is it all of them does that sleep dysregulation look different in each of
1: those yeah yeah so the 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 first one is the vata right? Vata is air and ether. So you tend to be have the qualities of being more mobile, the mind is more going and mobile. So I would say that vata is predominant. They're also run lighter in weight and kind of have this, their energy runs up here. So they tend to sleep very light. So they get disrupted more easily. And they also, um, you know, the vata is governed by the by the nervous system. So the nervous system, is what gets disrupted a lot of times with sleep. So yeah, the Vata constitution seems to be most susceptible. Um, And then Pitta as well. Pitta is the fire and um, heat and kind of passion, but also can be that anger we talked about, frustration, and those kind of emotions. So the the Pitta might get really focused on one thought and not be able to let it go. So they stay awake and (laughs) Right. Yeah, just describing
0: me completely.
1: Am I? (laughs) Yeah, and you know, and then it can affect also the hormones because the hormones are related to pitta and uh the liver, the gallbladder, and the liver as well can keep us up at night if it's if it's um overtaxed and needs to needs to process and we're you know and it's churning all these fiery emotions in our body. And just to go back to vata, so like pitta can get stuck on one thought, the pitta goes around and around, it can just jump from thought to thought to thought to thought, and it just has a hard time letting it go, you know, because, it, because of that mobile quality. And even kapha can get disrupted by, so sometimes a kapha constitutional body might have more of a vata imbalance in the mind. Um, but also, kapha sleep imbalances might look like oversleeping, or even if they get enough sleep, they still wake up heavy, groggy, tired. They never feel fully um, energized or rested. No
0: sluggish and just kind yeah. of stuck is what
1: you seem yeah. to
0: describe. Yeah, right.
1: And 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 exactly, they get they get stuck stuck in a thought or more tendency towards that heavy depression or kind of doom aspect? Yes, yes, absolutely. So maybe
0: we could talk about what are actually marmas because, you know, we we say this a lot, but truly what are marmas and how can people, can everyone understand where marmas are in their body? How many marmas are there? So if we can just get into describing these before we actually look at how does how can we use this to support ourselves and i know that you use marma tapping to help your clients so you could probably describe a little bit about how you
1: describe uh, help your clients as well okay well marmas so marmas are vital energy points and they're located on the surface of the body um And so, but Ayurveda doesn't necessarily look at our bodies as a stable, um, solid structure, but more of a flow of energy. So these marmas, as they access the outside of the body, create flow through the nervous system, through the energy channels of the body. But the um, so it's kind of how do I want to? It's it's um, very interesting and very sometimes kind of hard to describe because it's not the way that we look look at things in the West. I mean, you have more concept there, but, um, but they're openings to the channels of consciousness and energy and information in our body. So we're directly bridging that link. When we access the marmas, we're bridging the link between the energy and emotional body to the physical body. So it's a direct connection.
0: That's beautiful. So it's just a way for us to actually understand the subtle body and the physical body and where they actually come together. So how many marmas are there in a body? And is it the same for everybody? Is it the
1: same for every dosha? Well, different resources say different things, but maybe 107, but some people say 108, the, the eighth being the mind, but, um, yeah. And it's the same for every, everybody. And each of the, each of the marmas are used for different, for different aspects um, of healing the body. So, but the, the, the marmas that I use in the capping. So I, I also do abhyanga in my practice and panchakarma. And so the full um, oil massage and we access all the marmas at that point. But when I do the capping just for the emotions, they're mostly in the head and the chest and on the hands. So there's about 10 marmas that we that we use that are very powerful for the emotional body. And also they're easy to access. And
0: I'm sure okay. we'll go into all of that when you actually take us through how to use tapping on marma points later oh, and we can come absolutely. to that. Uh, but and how are marmas you described it as they just this subtle area where they I mean they do connect to our mind as well how how are marmas connected
1: to our mind and how does that play out yeah so in Ayurveda we look at um, there's 14 different channels in the body or pathways um, that we can access and the marma it's connected to the pathway called manovahasarotas, which is the channel or pathway of the mind. And it's very interesting because when we think of the mind, we think, where do you think the mind should be located? Right, in the head or in the brain? Yeah, but actually, the root of, in Ayurveda, the root of the mind is in the heart. And it also runs through the passageway of that channel is through the entire nervous system. So Maja Datu, the, the nervous tissue of the body. So it actually connects to every part of our system physically and energetically. And then the, um, the point where you can access it, the opening basically externally is through our sense organs and the Marma points. So Am I answering your question? Yes
0: perfectly perfectly and I, in fact it it got me thinking a little bit because I was going to ask you do is there any disturbance to marmas when they are off balance?
1: Mm, yeah, good question. So yeah they can be tender, they could be sore, they could be numb. Um, yeah depending on what's what's going on so i'll i'll notice that a lot of times or even when people you know when i'm working on people's bodies there might be points that are particularly tender and that's an indicator that there's a disturbance an emotional physical disturbance in that channel of the body um, some people i've been tapping with they're like oh this is so uncomfortable to touch this spot so we don't always do there's lots of ways to access the marma points so you can just touch or hold the point. And because it's an energetic system as well, you can even just imagine. So if I have people doing the marma points at night, they can just imagine the points and that'll affect them as well.
0: And Kale, when you said they can imagine the points, does that then uh, depend on how sensitive someone is? Because, you know, a lot of times, even in the parlance of yoga we're talking about how it takes people sometimes people can connect more to the physical side and until they get a little more sensitive then they get in tune with the pranic flow and the subtler aspects of uh, so then is that impacted when someone is not able to connect to that? highly sensitive intuitive area in which case would you then suggest the physical touch and I think what I also wanted to ask you because you said if marma points are sore or numb then if they feel uncomfortable to tap and then in which case you could just touch and I think that really gives a lot of um, openness for us to work with someone, because most people may be in that state where they've got these tender points. So then the subtle aspects of touch, for me, I think what I'm trying to say is that for me, it feels if someone is in that state where there's imbalance and it's tender, they may not quite be able to visualize it so beautifully, in which case, and they cannot either tap because that's too much of a physical touch so that in between area which is just a gentle touch seems the perfect one to me for someone who might be off balance is is, am i describing it well yeah
1: absolutely if i can, yeah some people yeah however however it feels comfortable for you and i mean you know i'm i'm talking more today about the the tapping But um, because that's a lot of how I access the emotional aspects to support sleep. But I, you know, I also, like I said, we do the Abhyanga and we do um, other Marma systems. So, yeah. And then sometimes like doing rotating the Marma either to to the left to cool, cool the channel or to heat up the channel. So to stimulate or to calm down the channel that it's connected to.
0: Hold yeah, on, I'm yeah. going to stop you because that was very, very insightful. So, is it different rotating to the left and to the right, and which one is calming down, which one is
1: activating? Yeah, so to the left is calming, and to the right is activating.
0: So yeah. then I'm, I'm, I may. Um, to assume or ask you to clarify that someone who is uh, imbalanced in Vata would need a left move, someone with Kapha would need a right move, or is that too much to summarize
1: that way? Um, Well, in general, that would be an easy way to go about it, but it might depend on the channel and what was happening in the body so definitely if we're talking about the the manovahasrotas the channel of the mind we definitely want to do more calming for the for the pitta but probably for the vata too and then for kapha we want to heat it up and stimulate it yeah but if it's something like you know like the digestion or connected to the liver um, you know we might want to for pitta cool that down whereas someone else might need a little more stimulation or support there a little more heat
0: Beautiful. I mean, that for me was a really profound takeaway <laughs> because I've never heard anyone talking about this. It's usually just about stimulating. It's never about these subtler aspects. And that was really interesting to me. So how do you actually work with clients accessing these points and Um, is it, is it your knowledge, your experience or your intuition, which guides you in understanding what's going on in these marma points of each person?
1: Mm. Well, um, yeah, it's, it depends how I'm working with, with the person. So, um, if you know, if, if we're doing massage and I'm accessing like that through oil, through essential oils, um, touching the points, then it's more of a feeling. One, I know the, the client's constitution. That's always where I start, where it's their individual constitution. And then, and then, yeah, it's more after do, touching bodies and working with Ayurveda for the last 20 years, I can definitely feel when a marma point needs a little more pressure, a little less, or when it needs more stimulation or activation or just needs you know more space um and i can feel feel that pranic flow i love you said that that pranic flow because that that prana that life force right that's our breath that's the energy and and intelligence that moves through our body this comes from those marma points and we we also activate the um the agni the fire that can go out and can clear those channels as we touch them so um So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Yes. It depends if I'm doing massage or if we're doing the tapping, then in general, um, we're, just, we're just lightly tapping at the, at the level that feels comfortable for them. And like I said, if it's not comfortable to tap, they might just hold the points.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful, KL. And give us an example of how a client might have actually used marma tapping to help themselves.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I do individual sessions with clients and so I guide them through it, but I love what I love about marma tapping as well is that people can do it for themselves. So in sessions with me, they learn how they learn the points, they learn how to do it. But of course, as we work together and having a practitioner there with you, it's easier to navigate and go deeper into the process. So, um, yeah so starting out we might look at what's what's going on for the client or if there's an emotion coming coming up um, do you want do you want me to tell you how it looks or give you an example of a benefit Yeah maybe walk uh,
0: maybe walk us through a client without mentioning any names as to Yeah of course we can actually connect to that
1: Yeah yeah so I'll I'll think of my client yesterday and um and we, we just started, and I usually just have people start tapping on the side of the hand um, or on the, on the wrist point, or this uh, kakshadada on the chest, this soft tissue point, which opens up the lungs and the breath and awareness. And so they just start there and it kind of tunes us into what's going on for us. So she, she started tuning in and then um, she was dealing with the issue. She said, oh, there's a lot of shame coming up. And so I, I actually, this, this kind of related, I was thinking about her because we, we often, what happens with these channels, they get blocked from these emotions, like what happened with me, but we don't want to look at the emotions. So we just stuff them all in there. It's like, so I said, well, what would it be like to, you know, to tap on and sit with the shame? She said, well, I'd rather guzzle gasoline. Then sit with the shame, because it is, it's like we do everything we can, right, to distract ourselves to, you know, whatever it is through food, through staying busy, through scrolling on Facebook to not feel the emotions that are there. So as we access the marmas, we're really giving ourselves and when I'm with clients, I'm giving them an opportunity to sit with the emotions that are coming up and to digest them. So we just started exactly where she was at. We started tapping, and and the setup statement sounds like even though. So we're kind of vacillating between this is how I feel, and um, even though, even though I'd rather guzzle gasoline <laughs> than sit with my sit with my uh, shame, and then the in in statement is I deeply and completely accept myself. So it's really a process too of beginning to bring compassion to whatever we're dealing with. So this, you know, acceptance and and love for ourselves. Yeah, so.
0: And I know you just described the shoulder and I would love for us to spend a little time talking about what marma points you use in marma tapping and what are some of the benefits of each of these points.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, you don't have to know the Marma points. You don't have to know the names. All you have to do is know the location to um, to get the benefit from it, but it's fun to know. It's fun to know yes, what, sure. you know, the, what they are. So the um, the first point, a lot of times, if you look up online, EFT, you'll see tapping on the side of the hand. Um, but the other one that we can use, which is Ayurvedic, is here on the chest. It's right in the soft tissue right below the collarbone and it can be on either side. The marmas run either side so you can do one or both. And so you just, that point right there, it's called kakshadada marma and it increases our lung capacity, um, the flow of prana, so our life force and our breath and our lungs hold a lot of grief. So a lot of times we're capping into that grief that might be in the system. So that's another, that's another thing, Deepa, right? Is that each of the organs and Ayurveda yes. are going to hold different emotions.
0: And I think that's really where uh, all health lies because most people are holding on to some of these emotions, be it grief, beat frustration, betrayal, so many things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's not even just our day to day. There's also um, you know, things that happened in our childhood, trauma, PTSD, um, all of these things can impact our sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So the the next point is the eyebrow point and it's here between, between the brows. It's called Bru Marma. So it's right where the um, eyebrows come together, right here. But I like to also hit Ajna Marma, which is the third eye point. So if you just take three fingers, you can access both sides and the middle the that middle point and this one relieves suppressed emotions in the form of tears um it's indicated which is interesting whenever i start tapping um i start my i start watering so you know it's it's great so we're accessing that so that that emotion can start to release and it's also indicated f- specifically for insomnia mm-hmm. And headaches, circulation to the head and the brain, so all of that. So all of the glymphatic system, which is
0: really useful even for anxiety, depression, probably all
1: of that. Head- headaches, good. yeah, all of these do touch on touch on all of this. And then the next time is the side of the eye right here at the bone there, the eye. And you can just gently tap there or hold that point, and that's called Ashru. Ashu Agra Marma. See, I have to even check because I don't remember necessarily. Some of them are very, I do, but you don't have to know the names to get the benefit from them. And this relieves stress, it calms the mind, and it balances emotions. So the next one is under the eye, right here on the zygomatic bone. And this can be kind of tender for people or vulnerable. I find for myself, I just like to hold this point. And it's under the eye, it releases suppressed emotions. It improves the kidney and adrenal functions, which can be a big indicator for insomnia, right? It also calms anxiety and chronic indigestion. Yeah. And then this one under the nose, Oshta And this one is uh, for the nervous system. It improves cerebral circulation, concentration, mental alertness, um, ADHD, And this is one of my go-to marmas, just to hold. You know, have you ever had where you have a twitching in your eye? Yes.
0: Frequently, in fact, I have it all. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, But my husband has always told me that if in women, your left eye is twitching, it's a sign of good things to come. And if it's (laughs) the right eye twitching, then it's be prepared for some unfortunate news and vice versa for men and he's also um quite knowledgeable about marma he lived in a himalayan cave for two years and so he would always tell me when my left eye twitches that some good news is going to come
1: i love that i love that interpretation that's awesome i hadn't heard that so but the in ayurveda it says that it's the it's the vata the mobile quality of vata is in the neuromuscular juncture there. So even just taking that one point and holding the top and bottom of that marma point at the lip right here, and just holding that for a couple minutes can stop the twitching.
0: Oh, lovely, lovely. (laughs) I'm going to try that next time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whenever I feel that twitching, I'm like, Oh, I got to slow down. I gotta stop, and it's like time for shavasana. Hold that point, breathe.
0: But I think, Gail, for me, this sign that I need to slow down comes all through the day, and I'm always pushing, pushing, pushing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about what you know how we can use this too for that, for that. Actually, you know, our core our core issues, you know, and and I I can relate to that Deepa. is is part of why I got myself into that situation is that my that drive to push and not listening, not listening to my body saying I'm tired, I'm, I need to, I need to slow down, I need to stop, I need to listen. However,
0: now what I do is by four or five in the evening, Mm -hmm. I switch off everything nobody can reach me no phones no message no email and I go from that go 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 to doing absolutely nothing so I'll just stroll around the farm I'll have a lazy dinner Uh, so I I mean my switching off has now become profound as well so for the next 10 hours I'm just dead to the world no one can get access to me and I can't access them
1: I love that, Deepa. That sounds like beautiful self-care. Yeah, and that pit that constitution, right? That fire can go, go, go. But yeah, if they don't recharge, then they burn out, right? Yeah. Yes. And then the next marma point is here at the chin. It's called Hanu Marma. It's right at the cleft of the chin. And this marma relieves stress, unresolved emotions, um, TMJ pain in the jaw and hormonal imbalances. Right. So sometimes with the hormonal balances, right, we'll get a lot of acne in this area. So this nice. is a good point to balance, nice. to balance that. And then my favorite point is here at the collarbones and it's Jatru Marma. So it's right at the midpoint of the collarbones. And, and then in Ayurveda too, there's a point here in the middle that you can access. So sometimes I'll tap that one as well. So the side. And this this marm is for immunity. It stimulates, um, enhances communication and it releases suppressed emotions. Yes. And then the next one is under the arm. So if you just reach around your body and you tap kind of where your bra strap is, there on the side of the body, or you can do both sides, like giving yourself a gentle hug, a bear hug. And um, this one is Stanya. Marma, and it helps with breast circulation, um, again, with the lungs. Ooh, very
0: important. And in fact, I think there's a huge connection between improving that circulation and supporting prevention of breast cancer. And I think
1: yeah, very, very key for women's health. Yeah. So that lymph- lymphatic circulation is helped there. And then the next one, there's actually three, three points on the head. And one, if you just took, took a hand like this at your, the bridge of your nose and you put the middle finger back, you'll directly at the top of your head, you'll land on brahmarandra. These are very important for concentration, focus, the brain, headaches, um, neurological things, all emotional disturbances can be helped with this. Um, and then also there's that one, and then and then you have two fingers forward. There's um, Adipati. No, is that one? Oh yeah, Adipati. And then Shivarandra is about two fingers back, and there's a little indention there. But all of these, so you can just take a couple hands and gently tap around all around all this, or just place a hand. Sometimes the top of the head can feel kind of vulnerable, energy wise. So some people just want to put a hand up there.
0: And I just invert myself into a headstand and feel the pressure on
1: that point. <laughs> there, there you go, right? And, and yoga is a great way to access the marma points.
0: I was just going to ask you that because so many of the yoga poses are linked to bringing certain uh, stimulation to some of those points. I'm sure that's a deep connection as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. At, at the Ayurvedic Institute, where I went to school and study with Dr. Vasant Ladd, that, that was part of the training there, was learning the yoga with the marma. Oh, so lovely. We must do uh,
0: another episode on yoga poses. and.
1: Okay, well, that, that won't be with me, but somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but that would be a great topic because it definitely. Yeah. But I love.
0: So uh, is there anything you missed, Kiel, with the marma points?
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Actually, I did my fa- two of my favorite points, and it's here under the breasts on the rib cage. And you can take one hand in the middle, or you can take uh, hands on the side and just tap on the rib cage there, or hold those points. And they're for the liver and spleen. Hmm. So the right side for the liver and the left side for the spleen. So really important for that anger, frustration, and attachment, and kind of. Um, Yeah,
0: Um, I'm just thinking that I would love for you to actually take us through a quick 10 minute guided tapping session. Um, But before we do that, we'll just also wind up this conversation and then people can access that as a separate guided session. So where can people find you and how can they learn more? I know you've got some resources for sleep itself. Uh, is there any final words you want to have with us as a conversation before we get to that? Mm. Um, so, just we'll conclude this episode with a conversation.
1: Yeah, I guess I just wanted to leave people with something, even just from our work together, that they can do to help f- their sleep. And so, one thing that I like to do um, is doing these marma points either tapping or holding them or imagining as you lay down to bed. And just at each point, so I call it gratitude tapping. So you just think of a gratitude, something you appreciate at each point. And often that'll just put me to sleep and it puts you in to sleep in a good space, right? And you can also do that when you wake up in the middle of the night, if you wake up and you can't get back to sleep, you can tap on whatever the mind's, churning on or, um, or just tap on, even though I can't sleep, because sometimes there's just the frustration of not being able to sleep.
0: Yes. huge.
1: Yeah. So just, you know, give acknowledging what you're experiencing, I can't sleep and I'm frustrated. And, you know, I accept myself anyway. And, you know, or even just I'm going to hand all this over. And I'm going to let my body relax right right now, because we can we can find even if we can get into a deep sleep, we can calm our system down enough to relax. And, that, and that's very helpful, even if we're not able to sleep. But a lot of times people I've worked with have found that that's incredibly effective for getting back to sleep.
0: Maybe you could just take us through that when we do the guided short session on Ooh, That's a good idea. I yeah. like that. So where can people find you before we close this session?
1: Um, my website is Seattle com, and um, so that's that's good. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, and we will touch all the links life, yeah. Life, life and balance with kale. It'll be attached. And on my website, you'll find my my opt-in offer to receive my newsletter, get information. Is um, there's actually I've written an ebook, which is the path to luxurious, the Ayurvedic path to luxurious sleep. So it talks about. This aspect, the emotional, but also the diet. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. in different ways that we can
0: I'm gonna grab that resource after we speak.
1: Okay, good.
0: <laughs> okay, so Kale, we'll what we'll do is we won't pause the recording. We'll consider that this conversation's over, so we'll release this as one episode. Now, what we'll do is just a 10-minute guided tapping session. Uh, so imagine that someone cannot see you, I'm not going to speak, I'm going to mute myself. So you can close your eyes if you want to just imagine you're guiding someone through a session.
1: Okay, let me and let me think. tell give me. me when,
0: yeah, 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 take yeah me give,
1: me a, give me a minute because I do better when I'm actually guiding someone than making it up but I can Perfect. guide myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I will mute myself and you can just close your eyes and whenever you want, you can get started because I'm okay. not... Okay, and are
1: they are they going to be able to see my body at No, so No, they, no, no. They, so they won't be able to see the points, so no, I no, need to just say it's
0: them. It's an audio so that they can play at night yeah. and actually be guided by you. Uh,
1: okay, uh, so and, just... and we can... We could also give them a include a document that shows the points. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We can do that so that they've got clarity, and then they can reuse your recording whenever they want. But just imagine that no one can see you. You can uh, don't ask me. Can I start now? I'm going to mute myself. Whenever you're in the zone, go for it. Uh, I'm not going to speak at all until you're done.
1: Okay. Even though I can't sleep, and my mind is going around and around, I deeply and completely accept myself. And I give myself permission to relax now. Even though I'm laying here awake and I can't sleep, and my mind is focused on all these things from the day, I deeply and completely accept myself And I wanna give myself permission to go to sleep now. So we're just rubbing the point on the chest or on the side of the hand. We do it three times for the setup, even though I can't sleep, my mind is just going and going. I wanna give myself permission to relax now. And tapping the top of the head, I can't sleep. And my mind is just going and going. Tapping between the brows. I wonder if I could let this go just a little. I wonder if I could hand this over and handle it in the morning. Side of eye. I wanna give myself permission to relax and let my body go back into a deep rest. Under the eye, I can't seem to get to sleep, and my mind is just going around, and that's just where I'm at right now. Under the nose, and I wanna give myself permission to relax anyway. On the chin, I don't need to figure out everything right now. I can just hand this over and allow myself to deeply relax. Tapping under the collarbones. Ah, it's so frustrating when I can't sleep and I'm laying here awake. And I acknowledge how I feel. And then under the arm, just giving myself permission to relax anyway. And then tapping the points on the rib cage under the breast. I deeply and completely accept myself. And I accept where I'm at right now. Good. And then just taking a deep breath. Full exhalation. And then you can do a couple more rounds, just starting on the side of the hand or the chest point and just noticing what's present now so if there's any emotion present or maybe you're feeling more relaxed you can start to tap that in yeah even though i'm still not sleeping i feel i feel a little bit more relaxed and that feels good and i deeply and completely accept myself and i honor where i'm at right now So again, you can just set that up a few times, tapping through the points again, or you can just tap through the points and breathe and just give your body permission to relax. It's okay to relax now. I'm giving myself permission to let go of these thoughts. Or if there's a thought that's really up, just keep tapping on that, that thought, you know, so that your nervous system can can start to resolve it a little bit. Yeah, wishing you deep, restful sleep.
0: Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle. That may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com you enjoyed the show just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only this is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional this information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services if you are looking for personal help On your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com